It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Though, there was a moment on Sunday, and we have to get to this, where I was concerned there was going to be a fight. A fight at the mound. And that was when Joey Lucchese and Francisco Alvarez both tried to feel the Brenton Boyle bunt hit in the third inning. And Alvarez kind of got in Lucchese's way. And I was staring at Lucchese. I'm not sure if they showed this on SNY. And Lucchese kind of gave one of those shrugging of shoulders like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's happening? And then two pitches later is when Profar hit the RBI double. And then Alvarez and Lucchese are on the mound talking. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this, this could be a bad conversation. This could be Lucchese saying, hey, Francisco, you dope. If you didn't get my way on that bunt, that wouldn't have happened. I was afraid of like fisticuffs. Luckily, that did not happen. That did not happen. But let's get to Sunday's game. The rubber game of the three-game series, and this is the game that's really, really frustrating and scares you that this team may not be as good as we hoped. And I, I'll tell you why that this game feels that way. It has been easy over the last week to look at this lineup and say they're not scoring enough runs because they haven't. My faith in the lineup has nothing to do with their performance over the last week. They haven't hit. Like, I'd be lying if I told you they were. They weren't. They, they didn't hit in the final two games in Detroit. They eked out a one nothing game on Friday against the Rockies. They scored two runs on Saturday. Do the math. They scored three runs in like 27 innings. Not hitting. So you get to Sunday, and after Lucchese gives up the leadoff home run or the one-out home run, I should say, to Gritchick in the first, the Mets do something that never, ever happens. They not only score in the first inning, but they scored three runs should have been four i was gonna say some bad names about vocal back because that play really pissed me off i get to that in a second they scored three runs in the first inning it's like good times are here again ryan feltner can't throw a strike jeff mcneil's ripping an rbi single even when alonzo hits that little tapper back to the mound everybody advances so you got a run on the board you got second and third one out First pitch, Brett Beatty, two-run single. Daniel Vogelback does what he does best and draws a walk. So it's three to one, and you still have two guys on base with one out. And after Canna hits that soft line drive, Luis Guillorme, to his credit, I applaud him, comes through with a two-out single. Beatty's around third. He's going to score. It's going to be four to one Mets. And Daniel Vogelback gets caught off second. Chris Bryant immediately Instead of trying to throw the ball to the plate where he had no shot to get Beatty, he throws to second. And Vogelback is too far off second base, and he's out. 
And the home plate umpire, Marvin Hudson, very quickly signals, run does not count. Run does not count. A couple of cuss words came out of my mouth because I'm trying to put everything together. I saw Beatty running hard. Okay, so my own eyes at the ballpark on Sunday sees Beatty running hard. So I know right away, all right, this ain't Beatty. Beatty's running. He's trying to score. It's not like he's slowing down. He isn't lollygagging. What the heck is Vogelback doing? If you want to get caught off second, by the way, that's okay as long as you get into a rundown and allow the run to score. You do that, no harm, no foul. Still not ideal, but we move on. For him to get caught at second and have that run marked off the board when every run for us is so freaking valuable because this offense can't do anything, that cannot happen. And Buck after the game, he he criticized him but didn't want to criticize him. Like basically, yeah, he made a mistake. And I forget who the reporter said, uh, maybe Puma, because he asked tough questions. I like Puma. Says, well, you know, what'd you think? And Buck's like, well, what I think? He made a mistake. Well, I'm thinking, sit him. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe you take him out of the game. I know that's not necessarily good for you to take him out of the game, but that stuff can't happen. That's a mental mistake. That's not a physical mistake. That's a mental mistake. And here's what we've seen over the last four games. We've seen too many mental mistakes from guys that are usually not dumb. You know, the Brandon Nimmo, let's steal down by two. Vogelbach's caught off second base. You cannot make these mistakes. So my question to Buck is as much as it's not acceptable, what are you going to do about it? The old Clint Capella line. All right, that's great. Unacceptable. What are you going to do about it? I don't think any of us wanted to see Brandon Immo bench necessarily. Daniel Vogelback's a different story. Maybe when he comes up in the third inning, you say, all right, you know what? You're sitting. It's not good for the team because... Like I said to you before, you may not like Vogelback, but there's a menu of options. Those options on your bench on Sunday afternoon was a resting Starling Marte, who they were giving an off day to, Tomas Nito, Tommy Pham, and Eduardo Escobar. I'd argue none of those guys are better options at this point than Vogelback. Now, you're telling me you're calling up Syracuse in the middle of the game and you're somehow getting Mark Vientos or Ronnie Mauricio on a very quick flight? He's like teleported into the Met lineup? Fine. Now, it's a different story. But that's the kind of mistake. And as it happens, I know it's the first inning and the Mets scored three runs, but it's the kind of mistake that you put in the back of your mind and say that will cost them. Did it cost them? Well, they lost by seven runs. So not really, but it felt like it did. And it was one of those days where the Mets scored six runs, which great. They actually were productive with runners in scoring position. I think their final numbers were five for nine. Great but they still missed out on chances. They should have scored nine runs in this game. But you know what's funny? Still wouldn't have been enough. That, that's why the Sunday game concerned me. They scored runs. They should have scored more runs, but they scored runs. But you saw some of the arms that were being put on the field on Sunday afternoon, and you said to yourself, can you really win with this? Can you win when you only get four out of your starter? Can you win when the guys coming out of your bullpen are Jimmy Yacobonis and Tommy Hunter in a close game? And I'm only including them because by the time Jeff Brigham and Dominic Leone came in, the game was over. When Jimmy Yacobonis appeared in the top of the fifth inning, the Mets at the time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're winning. Think about that. They were winning the game. The score at that point was 4-3. to three. It was 4-3. to three. And Jimmy Yacobonis appeared in a baseball game. I know Jimmy's had some good moments this season in which the Mets needed him to get outs. But here's what drove me nuts, and here's the thing that's inexcusable. And I say this knowing that Tommy Hunter's not good either. I want to make that clear. I know that these options are all bad. But if you're Buck Showalter and you're managing this team, let's, let's walk through what Yacobonis did. First battery faces up a run in the fifth inning. He walks on five pitches. Okay, very quickly. Boom, boom, boom. Take first base, Randall Gritchick. The next batter hits a bomb of a two-run home run. The lead is now gone. The game is not over, but the lead is gone, right? It's 5-4 for Colorado. He then walks C.J. Crone on five pitches. Right there. Stop the tape. Jimmy's faced the three batters. Three batter minimum has been completed. He has walked the guy on five pitches, given up a two-run home run, and walked another guy on five pitches. While the other options in your bullpen are bad, I acknowledge, there can't be anything worse than continuing with the guy who just did that. And that's why, don't waste our time by saying, well, Tommy Hunter stinks too. We know that. But when a guy walks somebody on five pitches, gives up a home run and walks another guy on five pitches, there can't be a worse option than continuing with that guy. And Buck did. And the next batter also rips a double. And he still keeps him in the game. Then he gets a big out. First pitch pop-up by Alan Trejo on the infield. Okay, fantastic. He got an out. Then on an 0-2 pitch, he gives up a two-run double to Ezekiel Tovar, who killed the Mets all weekend long. And now is the point when the Rockies ripped open a three-run lead that Buck said, all right, maybe I should do something. Now, again, Tommy Hunter comes in. It's not like he gets the job done. He gave up an RBI single himself. He gives up a two-run home run to that Dustin Doyle or Denton Doyle, and the game is completely out of reach. So I acknowledge if you take Yacobonis out when you should, maybe Tommy Hunter does the exact same stuff. I'm just saying I'm watching the game. We're watching the game. There are 30,000 people at City Field all watching the game, and we all saw after three batters that Jimmy Yacobonis had nothing. Problem is, though, and this is where I move my anger away from Buck, who, again, I hated the moves, but it is what it is, and I shift it towards Billy Epler. These options are terrible. These are not good options. The New York Mets proceeded to give up 13 runs to the Colorado Rockies. The Colorado Rockies came into this series averaging right around four runs per game. They are not a juggernaut offense. And usually when they score runs, it's in Colorado. So the bullpen was just, it was awful. It was terrible. And I think that's the thing that concerns me, that when you lose for one reason, it's almost easier to deal with because it's like, all right, the offense thinks, how do you fix it?
the Mets proceeded, and they've been doing this for a while during this stretch. They lose for different reasons. The game on Sunday wasn't about the offense. They scored six runs. Should they have scored more? Absolutely. But they gave up 13. And when you give up 13 runs, you're going to lose 99.999% of the time. And the old cliche is it's a sign of a bad team. When you finally score runs, you give up too many runs. When you finally pitch well, you don't score enough runs. I'm not ready to tell you this is a bad team. I think that last year spoiled us on the streakiness of an MLB season. Teams are streaky. The Mets were not streaky last year. They, they weren't. They were really consistent. Even when they struggled, it was never as bad as this. And it was never as bad as the way some teams struggle. But you look at some of the names in this bullpen, which I think overall have been good. The bullpen overall been a strength. And you look at this rotation, and that's why I, I say the same thing I said to you four days ago. Despite the fact that the Mets scored three runs in the first two games of this series. I acknowledge it in scoring off runs. That's still not my number one worry. It's this. It's this rotation that features a handful of number fives just trying to get through four and a half innings and a bullpen that once you get past the guys you trust and even some of those guys you trust have been up and down, specifically out of Vino, the underbelly of this bullpen is not very good. Now, Buck did say something, and he's so right about it. He was asked by a reporter, hey, is this sustainable? You guys go to the bullpen every day early, which I've said the same thing for. And Buck made a great point. He's like, we're shifting guys in and out so much. It's not like we've got one or two guys that pitch every day. He's right. <laughs> Think about it. It's not like David Robertson has been overworked or Adam Adovino or Drew Smith. They haven't. And those are the guys you trust. All these other guys, the Tommy Hunters, the Jeb Brighams, the Yaka uh, Bonuses, the Negosics, and then the guys who aren't even here anymore, John Curtis, Denny Reyes, they've been fluctuating the bottom half of this bullpen so much, it's not overworked, but they do go to their bullpen a lot. So my fear isn't overwork. My fear is when you go to the bullpen in the fifth inning every night, you're not going to good pitchers. That's the problem. The guys that are coming in, are not good. The guys who are coming in have bounced between AAA and the major leagues. So the issue remains the same in my eyes. Why did the Mets lose the Sunday game to the Rockies? They gave up 13 runs. I'd argue they lost because they only got four innings out of their starter. If they get six innings out of their starter, this game is completely different because they're not going to Jimmy Yacobonis and Tommy Hunter and Jeff Brigham and Dominic Leone. You get six innings out of your starters and you go to that formula of guys that you actually have some level of trust for. And right now it's only three guys in Adovino, Robertson, and, and Drew. Maybe you win. So when I look at what happened on Sunday, it's, it can, it's a continuation of the biggest problem this team has, which is their starting pitching. It's their biggest problem right now. And what we have to hope for is Max Scherzer to turn back into Max Verlander to be consistent. And I hate to say it because I know he drove all of us nuts. We got to hope Carlos Carrasco coming back healthy means he's the Carlos Carrasco of last year. Because you know what he did last year? He'd have some bad performances, no doubt. He'd mix in some sevens. He'd mix in some seven scorelesses. And this freaking team could use that badly. Badly they could use that.